a week of release. It's a week of freedom. It's a week where the prison doors are open. It's a week where the bondage is coming out. The chains must be loose. The shackles must come off. The obstacles must be broken. The barriers must be dealt with. The valleys must be filled. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Um, I owe you two messages which I have preached one. Yesterday I preached one in the afternoon, which is the law, which is mercy. Do you remember? There's another one that I've been talking about that um, I wish like God would release me to preach an Easter message. But even if you were born in the Catholic Church, I think you have heard enough message about Easter. That Easter is not Christmas. And Christmas is not Easter. Amen. So, um, I'm going to talk about something different that will help your family and your relationship life. Say amen. It's not necessarily going to be like a marriage sermon, but at the end of the day, I trust God that it will bless you. Um, you cannot be different from your thinking. The law of life. Your mind must walk into your future before your body moves there. That's a good one to write down. Amen. Your mind should be able to get to your future. That means that you cannot be blessed beyond your capacity of how far your mind can see. If you study the Bible carefully, Apostle Paul spoke about what is called blind mind. And it said that the prince of this world has blinded the minds of many who cannot see or enjoy salvation. Somebody say blind mind. Now, that means that a blind mind is more serious than blind eyes. If somebody's mind is blind, it's more serious than somebody who is blind in visibility because when you are blind, I have seen some millionaires who are blind. One of them is a singer. Is just something, something. He's a, he's a worthy man. Hallelujah. But you cannot see. But I've not seen a worthy madman. If I want you are mad, you can't vote. Hallelujah to Jesus. So when Apostle Paul talks about blind man, he was listening. That's what I'm saying that. Your mind must walk into your future before your body moves there. It is not possible for God to bless anybody beyond what his mind capacity can handle. So most of the blessing you see people have that you envy, when God gives it to you, it will kill you. Unless you are mentally developed to that level. Say amen. And so this one is going to be more mental. I know you need all kinds of blessing. You need deliverance. You need that. But this is another level of deliverance that is going to come through knowledge. And I want to talk to you about what I call this law I'm going to give to you. It will establish a matrimonial home. It will make sure you will not lose any divine helper that God brings into your life. Every failure is connected to what I'm going to talk about. Every success is connected to those who are able to handle this law very well. And when you come to the place to handle that law very well, Wherever you go, doors are open for you. 
It might be the reason why sometimes we are sick. It's the reason why things doesn't work. And it's going to be a teaching. It's the reason why there is a lot of marriages in the divorce court. It's the reason. It means that people have taken that law for granted. Give me the next about 35 to 40 minutes of your attention. I call it the law of honor. The Christians are clapping for Jesus. I can promise you that every sin on earth, every sin on earth is a sin of dishonor. Every sin on earth is a sin of dishonor. Now, let me establish here that honor is different from wisdom. Honor is different from what? Wisdom. Wisdom is a recognition of difference. It means that Somebody knows something you don't know, or you know something somebody doesn't know. Um, some of them define it as the right application of knowledge. It depends on what knowledge you are applying. Because the Bible talks about the wisdom of God. The Bible talks about devilish wisdom. It means that some people have wisdom, but the root is from the satanic world. When you go to the book of Peter and James, they wrote things like that. Now, so I believe that wisdom is the right application of biblical knowledge. Because wisdom is not something you get from school. When you go to school, you acquire knowledge. So knowledge is acquired, but wisdom is from God. So you can be highly educated and be a fool. Mm. Have I stepped on your toes? It's a fact. Amen. That is why some people are lecturers of university. And they want to sleep with the girls before they give them pass mark. That is a knowledgeable man. That is a fool. I sense that most of you are lecturers. The way you didn't respond. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the fact that you are knowledgeable does not necessarily because wisdom is a spirit. And the source is God. When you read Ephesians 170, Paul said that I pray for you that the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you what? The spirit of wisdom. If it's a spirit, then, then, then a university can give it to you. Because when you go to university, they don't give you spirits. They only give you knowledge. You are not a medical doctor. You want to sit about somebody who was learning about doctor and professor. And after seven years, he imparted the knowledge of medicine and you become a medical doctor. Are you getting it? But Solomon didn't go to school to get the wisdom. It is God that gave it to him. So I'm talking about the father. There is a difference between honor and wisdom. Let's get it straightforward. The fact that you are wise that some of you are necessarily honoring people. So don't let us confuse the two. Are you with me? Huh? Honor is the willingness to reward somebody of their difference. One definition of it. Honor is the willingness to reward somebody of what? Their difference. That means that there is something this wonderful lady does for me. There is something this one does for me. I reward them based on the way, the best they can give. So when you honor people, you honor them based on their difference. Are you getting it? Now, if God, listen to me, if God can reward, hear this, if God can reward, you are not getting it, so it's not coming. Can I say it? Yes, huh? If God can reward obedience, he should punish disobedience. That makes him a just God. That's what it is. If God can reward obedience, 
then you must have the tendency to punish disobedience. So honor is the ability to reward people of their different. It means that if this one is producing better than this one, then this one should get a better reward than this one. Hallelujah. Good Friday. Good Friday. Good Friday. There are people sitting in churches very, very prayerful, very, very anointed, very, very spiritual, but things are not working. I've even seen anointed men of God who are struggling in matrimonial homes. In fact, let me tell you something. One of the people with bad marriages are pastors. Average, most of them. Sometimes they don't tell you. That is why when you see pastors divorce, you get, you get confused. But that's the point. Because there is no anointing to marry. Oh my goodness. There is no a gift of, the, 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 among the gift of the spirit, there is no special one for marriage. So, so if you don't have any gift to marry your wife, when you come to marry a woman, it must be based on knowledge. That is the only way it cannot fail. So some of you, eh, you are connecting your matrimonial home life with your spirituality. And that is why things are not working. Honor is the ability to reward people of their differences, what they can produce. So if you can bring out the best, you'll be rewarded for that. Are, are, are we together? Huh? Huh? I believe that the law of honor is one of the most important laws on earth. The law of honor. Is one of the most important laws on the earth. Honor is not an anointing. Tell somebody, honor is not an anointing. Tell somebody, honor is not a miracle. Tell somebody, oh, honor is not an answer to prayer. Oh, I can't hear you. Are, you. are you with me at all? Can I go over again? Honor is not what? It's not an anointing. Honor is not a miracle. Honor is not an answer to prayer. If you don't take it, you get it wrong. I have done a lot of research on the message that I'm preaching. And I've taken my time. Because I tell you that, what is the first thing I say that? One of the sins, one, one of them, one, one, one. It's a, it's a, I said that, huh? I, I quoted something. What did I, I say that? Every sin on earth is a sin of what? Dishonor. So every sin that we are going to sin, we must dishonor first before we start sinning. Honor is not an anointing. Tell somebody it's not an anointing. So the fact that you are anointed does not mean you are honoring people. It's not a miracle. Hallelujah. It's not an answer to prayer. Thank you, Jesus. They are not listening, man. Huh? Honor is your personal choice. The Lord bless those who say, hey, hey, hey. It is something as another. <laughs> Honor is your personal choice to celebrate the distinctive difference in another. So honor is your personal choice to celebrate something somebody have that you don't have and as the person give it to you honor the person by celebrating it once we put this law in oppression we will solve a lot of problems around our life don't take this message very light i expect after preaching you get the pen drive and keep listening to it it will save your marriage it will save your relationship it will save you not to make grave danger mistakes. Because there are some mistakes you make in life. It takes you straight to the grave. 
I have brood on this message for quite some time now. It is a reason why a lot of marriages are not working. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. Some people, the way they are spiritual and anointed, they think that the marriage should work because they are anointed. No. That's why I say honor is not an anointing. Honor is not a miracle. Hallelujah. So don't say, Lord, I need a miracle of honor. God cannot give it to you. It's a choice. It's a choice. Honor is a choice. You choose to celebrate other people of what they have that you don't have. And as a result of them having, I am not saying envy them for what they have. You celebrate. No. Hallelujah. That sister's dress is nicer than your dress. Oh, I like the way wig fits you. If you were a dishonoring person, somebody say, I like this sister. Oh, what is it? Haven't you seen anybody like, hey, hey, what they after you, after you, everything is nice. What are toys about her? It's a dishonor. Every sin on earth is a sin of dishonor. Amen. It brings sickness, it brings disease. You see, I learned something from Dr. Kenneth Copeland that helped me a lot. Some of those fake giants, anytime something is wrong with them, they quickly know that they have done something wrong. For instance, one day Dr. Kenneth Copeland was somewhere and he started feeling very funny in his body, like a kind of sickness and feverish. Instead of you binding the devil, she went to say, Lord, what have I done wrong? Straight. Because they believe that they have to do something wrong for Satan to get access. So Dr. Kenneth Copeland said that. He asked the Lord, Lord, what is the problem? He said, you spoke against Benihim. Actually, he has finished preaching somewhere. He was sitting with some pastor. They brought some issue. You know, one of the problems in the ministry is that sometimes you have a gift people don't have and they'll criticize your gift. In fact, some people have programmed the ministry that if what you are doing is not their style, that it's not from God. What an ignoramus generation. That they box God to be them. No. Your style of Christianity is not the only one. God is bigger than your pastor. The Bible is bigger than your star. Listen, when you come here and you see I'm not wearing a scarf, if that's not me, I'm going to hell. When you see I am wearing a trousers, if that's not me, I don't know Christ. My mind is okay. I know within my spirit that Jesus Christ is in me. I may even wear a micro skirt, but I still love God. No, that's the bottom line. Somebody can come to church, look at the way somebody is dressed and that started judging them. Because to them, God is their environment. Can I tell you this? That is why I want you to go to Israel with me. One of the greatest blessings God can give is exposure. Listen, listen. When I started, there was a way I was thinking when God didn't give me the opportunity to start international ministry. When I started moving out, I have gone to places with my wife that we are preaching in the church. The two of us are the only black people. I remember we were in Seattle and we scanned where we were living. We realized that we don't meet black person. We were the only black. We were so uncomfortable that I told my wife, me, I can't live in this area like that. Too. I have to see some Kojaki and tell the Kojaki that me and I'm saying, I'm not seeing it, but not even African Americans. Purely white community. And I've also gone to a place that I see only blacks. I don't see white man. And they are there. When you go to the church, you realize that their differences, their attitude, their worship, their style are completely different. Some of the ones who are preaching, they don't clap. If you want to say hallelujah, they won't listen. 
the other, I remember the first time I went to some white church, I was confused. Because I'm used to no weapon form against you. The people are standing. These people are sitting down. Even if you look at it, I've still not been delivered from that thing. Anytime you are quiet, I think that something is wrong. I'm still coming out so much. My deliverance is taking place. Now, but watch this. If you don't take care, you will box God. There are people like that. The way I went to South Korea, different way of worship. Different, completely. Not your star. No, different. Now, what made me see that the message was going is that you finish preaching about giving, they will say, Amen. You say, Hallelujah. They are sitting there. All you do is that they, attract, they make nose. Small, small. Those who don't make nose too, they don't blink their eye. They just stare at you. <laughs> Quiet. But when you finish and you say, maybe people should sow seed. It's not your own that we give envelope and talk ah, until we are hungry. The pastor told me, he said, do you know something, prophet? Since I started ministry, this is the greatest offering we have ever had. These are the people sitting as if they are not saying amen. But the message has gone into their spirit. Now, if you come from the Bonsama Koma Koma generation, you would, oh my goodness. Different star. In particular, when you come to a ministry like this that attract the body of Christ, somebody might come here with a certain star and you get you, you, you begin to just feel some way. Let me tell you something. There is a particular ministry that almost lost a whole generation because of strong rigid tradition and God raised one young man and make him an apostle and changed the system and said no way it's good for you to if you wear scarf until Jesus come but it's not scarf that will take somebody to hell you can wear all the scarf and be mean and can come cross and self-righteous as anything and most times, the people that celebrate outward appearance, they are inside as a problem. Yeah. Honor. I'm talking about the law of honor. They will judge you of your dress. Jesus Christ. Some men will never allow their wives to dress. And your, 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 your skirt is short. This dress is short. But when you see women wearing to you, he's watching. No, if a man is sitting by you, he's watching straight, he's a suspect. I can tell you that. They will never let them dress. They will never wear them nice dress. They will criticize everything. But when they see other women who are wedged, they are, they, they are complaining. It is called hypocrisy. With asterisks. That's why sometimes when I go to, I travel with my wife. The dresses you wear, I choose them. No, most of the dresses I tell them, this one I don't like it. There are some who say, boy, this one I like it as okay. Wear it when I'm not there. <laughs> if I travel, you can wear it. But this one I'm choosing for you. That is what I like. Yeah. So sometimes you, you Sunday you just bring a dress and say, which one do you like? I say, hang them and let me see. Mm -mm -mm. This one. Am I the one who bought it? Yes. This one I went to look at somebody does to me. Put it aside. Where the one I bought for you. But that's what I like. And who do you want to please? If you dress, the first person the dream has attracted is your husband. That is the first person you should attract. 
if, if he doesn't attract them, and then who do you want, who, who, who do you want to show what to? That's what it is. Amen. The law of honor. The law of honor. The law of dishonor has caused a lot of problems in the kingdom. There are some things God is teaching me now. I wish I knew them 10 years, 15 years, 20 years ago. Tell somebody, honor is a choice. Tell them, tell them. If they, if they are not nice, tell them. Tell the person, it's your personal choice to celebrate the distinctive difference of others in others. Hallelujah. Honor is a seed. Tell somebody, honor is a seed. Honor is the seed for access into somebody's environment. Honor is the seed of access into somebody's environment. So if I want to go to this wonderful lady's environment, what gives me access is the way I honor her. So when you honor people, you naturally get access into their environment. Nobody wants to be dishonored. Honor is your seed of access for somebody to come to your environment. So when you sow a seed of honor into somebody's life, you gain access into the person's environment. Watch this. Most of the young men in the church who have come to marriage age and they are not married, I used to think it's a financial problem. Some of them is not. I used to think it's a problem. The reason why it's not a financial problem, I know is that, do you know they don't want, they don't want to marry you, but when they got opportunity, they sleep with you. Oh, the Lord bless the one, two, three, for the Lord bless you. I, I, I wish I can suck all of them and pray. I, I love, I, I just love real people. Those of you who are quiet, didn't they sleep with two people? No, they have not married you yet. Your father is not aware, but your nightgown is there. And you also remember they give you money. Now, couldn't they have married you and still do the things they are doing? But they fear dishonor. There is a character you show when they return to the party. The way you, your, your demeanor, your accent, make them think, Mami Nchai Nkakra. Let me wait small. I want to check something small. No, 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 no. There's no two ways about it. They love you. They love you. You can see the way they are around you. They love you. But they are still also thinking about the future. They are thinking. Because there's a place you come to that. It's not love that drives the marriage. It's not love. You see, when you start being married for 20 years plus, at least, on the third March was 20, but now it's more than 20. Somebody is running away from you because of... And sometimes we can dishonor people on our way. No, let's all learn something from this message. Nobody should take yourself up and sit down and put you and say, I don't even know what I talked to. I thought you were coming to continue. One that all the animals walk into Noah's Ark. They have arrived. The rain has finished. The The ark is open now. My goodness. I wrote something here. Honor decides who desire you. Let me finish. 
Honor decide who desire you, accepts you, and rewards you. Honor. Honor, not beauty. Honor desire who desires you, accepts you, and reward you. So if people are going to desire you, if people are going to accept you, if people are going to reward you, it is based on your honoring them. Honor. Honor. So you could see that, I've not even go to certain depth of the message, but you could see that if the principle starts working, that's what I call the law of honor. If you really, the principle, you start working about it, you realize that it will stabilize matrimonial home. Look at the way God started. Now, let me give you some things. Let's go back to the Bible a little bit before I give you more PowerPoint. In the book of Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 12, God came out. And later Paul said it that it is the first commandment. Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. Look at it. Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land. So there's a reason for premature death. Every problem on earth has solution in the Bible. The Bible said that right now from this scripture, God has given us key for longevity. It means that you don't live long because you are going to the gym. Some people die there. You don't live long because you are trotting every morning. It can add. Apostle Paul said, bodily exercise profitable later. There are people who never trot. They live to be young 100 years. My grandmother never trot. I never even see her do anything. He died 100 plus. No. My father's, uh, my great grandmother, eh, he died 100 and I think 20 or thereabout. 20, eh? 128. Yes, my grandmother is called Akosia Bo. That's her name, a stone. Right from this scripture, the key for longevity has come. How many people in generation have problems with their parents? How many? Plenty. Plenty. He has married his father, his mother, where? He has married. Honor your father and your mother. The Bible didn't say when they are Christians. Honor your father and your mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. When Paul came back to write in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, listen to the way Paul put it. Paul quoted this that Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 1 and 2. Huh? Children, here Paul brought out two kinds of parents. Watch me. Two kinds of parents. Somebody say two kinds of parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So, the first responsibility is towards me. I am your parent in the Lord. When it comes to me, God said that you must obey me. When you want to sack your wife and I come and say, stop it, you must listen. When you are doing something and I say, hey, don't do this, you must listen. Obey your parents in the law, for this is right. Verse 2. Honor thy father and thy mother. So he has combined two parents. And by the time we get to the New Testament church, from the Old Testament, which is a shadow of things to come, then you have come to the place that when you go home and your father and your mother is sitting there, that's biological parent. But when you come to church, God said that I will give you pastors that will feed you. So you must also have a spiritual parent that also becomes your spiritual covering. Hear this. And the Lord said, when it comes to the spiritual parents, obey them. But honor your father and your mother. 
which is the first commandment with promise. So the promise is the longevity aspect of the commandment. All the commandment doesn't have any promise attached, except the one that said that you honor your father and your mother. So he didn't take care of school at school, honor him. He didn't pay your school fees, honor him. He did not even treat you very well, honor him. There is no condition why you should honor. God said, no matter how cantankerous, no matter how mean, no matter how they are, God said, no, you don't have any right. I told you one day, I'm standing here preaching. My mother could have aborted me. I can tell you by authority that the day my father met my mother, it was not my father and my mother who met. That particular year, 18 July, 18 June, a lot of people met their wives. Some of them, they're supposed to be born at my age. They were aborted. That's the bottom line. I read the statistics about how many children are aborted in America. I couldn't even believe it. That is just America. We have not added Ghana. No, we have not added other countries. Yesterday, a lady sent me an email this morning in America. He said, my, my, my stepdaughter became pregnant. My husband carried her to hospital some year and aborted the pregnancy. Obey your parents in the law. And God is talking about that. Honor them. And just in case you don't understand honor, I'm breaking it down. That is what I'm telling you. I'm breaking it down. So honor gives you access. Honor gives you access. Are you getting it? Huh? Huh? Honor is a willingness to magnify difference instead of weakness. Honor is what? The willingness to magnify difference instead of weakness. So when you marry your wife, instead of always complaining about his weakness, complain about where he's best. Talk about where he's best. Don't always talk about people's weakness because you too you have a weakness. It is not possible for anybody to walk on earth without weakness. Sometimes when I'm weak, that's where you are strong. It does not make you stronger than me. There is another place to that you are struggling that I'm not struggling. Some people are naturally weak when it comes to different things in their life. So honor is what? The willingness. Everybody say willingness. So you are willing to do that. To magnify difference instead of weakness. Please. 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 Be careful of befriending people who are always talking about your weakness. They might shut off your vision. Even God doesn't remember people of their weakness. No. Ever. If there's one unique thing I've seen about God, I told you yesterday, he never consult people's part to determine their future. If you study Jesus Christ very carefully, he judged people by their willingness to show honor. He did that. Mary, Mary, Mary Magdalene demonstrated honor when he washed Jesus' feet. He demonstrated when he washed Jesus' feet. Matthew chapter 26, verse 7 to 13. There came him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment. Girl, do you know that you have to honor somebody by breaking a perfume instead of spraying it? 
Don't you think Mary should have come and spray small in Jesus' feet? He broke it. And according to Bible history, the cost of that perfume is people's one year salary. This woman, Mary Magdalene, this thing pleased heaven so mad that she was the first human being on earth to see Jesus' resurrected body. Now, one day I'll teach you something. Do you remember Lazarus died? Do you remember he died? He rose with the same body he died with. Do you remember the, the widow's son at Nain died? He rose with the same body he died with. The difference between them and Jesus, when Jesus died, he didn't rose with the body that he died with. So between now and Sunday, this is what makes difference between somebody who is raised from the dead and somebody who was resurrected. Apostle Paul said, I show you a mystery. So it's a mystery. The reason why you need Jesus in your life is that this body, you can't take it to heaven. It can't it can, it can fit the environment of heaven. There is a special body to go to heaven. And that is the body Jesus grows up with. Now, it is not limited to space and confinement. So when doors are closed, the body will still enter. So the difference between the resurrection and somebody who is raised is that all those who were raised, they died again. But a resurrected body cannot. They died. Lazarus is dead. Nain died. The 12 year old girl Jesus raised died. All the people they raised died. The widow, the Shunammite son who was raised died. But Jesus cannot die again. So when you have the opportunity and you don't miss it, you go to heaven. The body, Paul said, in the twinkle of an eye, we shall be changed. He said, I show you a mystery. So that body that Jesus rose up in, that Mary Magdalene saw, is a mysterious body. He honored Jesus. I want to tell you that honor has fragrance. Wow. Amen. Honor has what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a cologne. Mm-hmm. Have you ever passed and somebody say, Oh, sister, I like your perfume. And you they know. No, we are not talking about you. Uh, your perfume that you took that flowers and you put it in a water. Too. Uh, you know, we used to have those perfume. You know the, the, the flower that gives scent in the night. We used to go to a man house and take it and put it in a bottle and fetch water and leave it for one week. When we are going up, pro, 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 then we are away. I'm telling you, after, after one hour, I started smelling like, uh, I don't know the scent. Hallelujah. I'm talking. I'm, I mean, I'm, you can get to a place and people's fragrance and their perfume can attract your attention. Hallelujah. No, look at someone and say, smell good, smell good, smell good. It's not everybody that smell good. No. Hallelujah. No. Smell good. Some of the prayer warriors use deodorant. Very important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. It's very important. A woman sat in Trotro, and a guy's hand was like this. And the woman was dosing, and his nose got there. The woman collapsed immediately. And they have to rush her to the hospital. Give the Lord a clap, prophet, and I'm preaching. I won't go into details about it. I'm telling you what happened. I heard it as a story. So when you sit in a car and you are dozing, be careful where your direction goes. Into all all dana, I say, What came out? They have to stop and start pouring water on the woman. He almost died. Tell somebody smell good. Tell them, tell them, tell them, smell good. Hallelujah. It's good to smell good. Amen.
Amen. At least if you can afford expensive perfume, go to Makwala, you get the Togo Togo ones. It's not too bad. Get it. Hallelujah. Amen. Write this one down. Never evaluate people by their experience. Never evaluate people by their passing. Evaluate them by their ability to honor. They must be very experienced, but check it. Hallelujah. Have you ever come to church? And some sisters are very prayerful. And when you step on their toes, what they did to you? Hey, have you, have you ever met one? Some people, hi. Somebody, somebody, the other things they will pick. I'm telling you. Let me pray a prayer for you. I've never prayed this prayer for anybody in all my ministry. Let me pray for you. Receive grace to supervise yourself. Receive grace to supervise your spirit and supervise yourself. When you supervise yourself, you control yourself. That's a good one. That's a good prayer for you. Let's stay with honor. Let's talk about the code of honor. Evaluate people by their code of honor. Don't evaluate them by their experience. Don't evaluate them by their, their, what? their passion. Evaluate them by their code of honor. Let me say this and offend all those who go to work. Diligent in a workplace is a proof of honor. Don't go to a work. Somebody has employed you to come and sell at Mokola. Don't go and sit down and read your Bible. It's not a place of reading Bible. Diligence is a proof of honor. Don't get jealous when your boss promoted your friend more than you. Whilst you are going about, people are observing you. It's a race in Africa we can't develop. That is a race. We accommodate people that are not supposed to be around. You cannot go to any country and do that. I have seen people who as a business in the church employ Christian brothers and they collapse the business. Some of the workers we have in Porter's construction workers, they are Muslims, Mr. Hagan. And you see their commitment. Or buttons, no good, Jumano. If you go and say, he will release curses. Not here. Can you imagine I sack you and you start cursing? Obey you are only wrong. Me to have a supervisor. If I, if I make a mistake, he can deal with me. There is a God that put me here. Come and see him come to the bedroom and correct me or something I did wrong. He can let me lose appetite for weeks. Hey, nobody can let you feel bad like God. Look at me. Be a tongue-talking Christian. Be a very good, compassionate Christian. But be principled. And Africa... We call principal people sometimes wicked people. We call them, uh, what are the names? To know people because we don't want to leave principle. A principle is an established law. I have a pastor. I know him. He's a general overseer. Woe unto any associate pastor you get to church before you. So if he comes before you come without any good reason, that is your end. And he has built mighty ministry. Principal people, they advance. 
It is dangerous to leave people to do what they like. The Bible said, because there was no king and law in Israel, everybody does what pleases them. Broke. Diligence is the proof of honor. If you require supervision to make your contribution, you are not disciplined. Period. If you require supervision to make your contribution, you are not disciplined. Whether your boss is there or not, produce your best. The Enshishenima Juma in the church is too much. Hey, that is coming, you cray, cray, cray. When you turn, then they put the broom down. Diligence is a proof of honor. So people are diligent in their work. It's so exciting to work around people like that. I'm telling you, huh? I had a, a businessman and I wanted to get an opportunity for him to employ a lady in the church. He told me, say, Prof, Papa, I love you. I'll do everything for you. But please, when it comes to employing Christians, Papa, spare me. My company is 15 years. If God didn't give me grace, these people have spoiled my company. Just because they know I am a, I am a deacon in a church, they come to church, instead of, they come to, instead of working, they'll be reading their Bible. If you go and say it, the things you hear, I was shocked. How many understand what I'm talking? Is it true or am I telling the truth? And then you that has lifted your hand. It means that those who does that, they are here to come. Hallelujah. What is diligent? An immediate, immediate attention to an instruction. They tell you something. Immediately you act on it, you do it. Today I was telling one guy, I said, listen, anytime we have to give you instruction twice before you do it, you are not a disciplined and respectful person. If you have anybody working under you, you have to tell them something repeatedly. It means that they are not disciplined. If I say, girl, move this bag from here to here. When I go and come, the bag is still there. It means you are not a disciplined person. I have to repeat the instruction. May the Lord bring people around your life that will honor you. Amen. Listen, the least you can do is to honor me. Don't dishonor. No. 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 Don't come here after you get blessed and then you turn and curse this place. Don't do it. No. There are people who have testimonies of what this grace has done for them. You have testimonies. Sometimes they tell me, Papa, since I came to your ministry, my life has changed. Today, God was, I was meditating on the scripture and I asked God, why do you always keep remembering? When Israel crossed the Jordan, he told them to take 12 stones and pack them every, because we can forget. One of the major problems men has is that we forget. All of us, who, we can easily forget. Even at the communion, he said, as often as you do it, you have to keep doing it so that you won't forget. We must not forget. No, it's a dangerous state. Anybody that easily forget, don't live with a short memory. Don't live your life that way, that you have a short memory. Don't live your life in a way that you easily forget. Write this down. Honor is the bridge to any season you would like to enter. Honor is the bridge to any season you would like to enter. Hey, when you look at, um, I'm spending money doing a bridge. Have you seen where the river is? There is other side. I have to move the animals there. And then gradually when I move the animals, I've moved the zoo three times. Mm -hmm. First one, some of you remember where the zoo is and I move it and I've moved it across the animal. But I have to do a bridge. Now I realize that you can't cross the river without a bridge. There is a season you want to enter and to enter the honor is a bridge. 
honor people. The ability to honor is so exciting. I pray that husband will honor their wives. I pray, get a wife that honors a man. You have heaven on earth. Get a husband that honor. But you see, look at the way God put it. Husband, love your wife. Wife, submit. If you don't have the spirit of honor, you will never submit. That's the bottom line. Without the spirit of honor, submission will be like, <laughs> we are giving you uh, Pfizer. Uh, I don't know what say. Vaccine. Yeah, war. Honor is a bridge to any season you will enter. Honor is the seed for access. Seed for access. Honor is a seed for what? Access. If you succeed with your life, you'll be able to trace you to those you choose to honor. If you succeed in your life, you'll be able to trace it to those you choose to honor. If you fail in your life, you'll be able to trace it to those you choose to dishonor. Vice versa. So every failure is linked to dishonor. Every success is linked to honor. Honor is a seed for access. Hallelujah. Look at somebody by your side and say, I honor you. I honor you. If you fail with your life, it can be traced to a person you choose to dishonor. If you succeed in your life, it can be traced to a person you choose to honor. Wow. Rewarding those who honor you. Those who honor you qualify for your different relationship with you. So when people honor you, they qualify for different relationships with you. Number one, they qualify for a closer relationship. Number two, they qualify for gracious relationship. Number three, they qualify for growing relationship. Number four, they qualify for long-term relationship. Let's go over it again. Hallelujah. Are you ready to honor people? Don't let this message fall on one year and enter out through another year. Hallelujah. Those who honor you qualify for a different relationship with you. It means that when people honor you, there are some people, they honor me. They can walk into my bedroom. They can walk into my hall. They can walk. Some of them, when they come, I will receive them outside. I'm checking them very well. Don't just open your secret access to just everybody. Not everybody qualifies for certain relationships. Even Jesus, there are places take only Peter, James, and John. There are some experiences other apostles never saw. For instance, the transfiguration experience, other apostles never saw it. Only Peter, James, and John. Give the Lord a crap of it. I'm preaching. Don't just give people any room in your life. Especially if you sense they want to dishonor you, give them a distance. No, ask for me. To dishonor me with this grace? No. I can't go to my stomach on over 45 days of fasting. And you are an enemy. It's not in your good interest. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. It's good to be on our prayer altar. Peter came on Jesus' prayer altar. He failed, he did not fail. Sometimes you have to be on a man of God's prayer altar. That it should be so close. It's a privilege to be close to somebody who prays for you. Somebody who is prayerful. When that person becomes your friend, I'm telling you, there are people who are close to me. Nothing will happen to them without God revealing it to me. Never. No. No, I might not tell them, but I can pick it from afar and I pray. No, 
The off last week I was fasting. It was not a plan to fast. But I was fasting because God showed me something that is going to happen to somebody that was very close to me. There was a stirring in the office. And the Lord showed me the stirring. And he said, they've ganged up against the person. And he said, because of what he has done for you, stand in for her, for him. I never told the person. I never did anything. But when those things come, it comes with the burden. By the time the burden is lifted, it means you are broken through. So I, after... I started, I think, Monday, I, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday. I was coming here. I, was it last week that we were praying? Yes. Whilst I was praying, I was fasting. And I was praying. And at a point, I think one of the days, was it the Thursday? The Thursday was the last day we met there. And then I was saying, I finished praying. I came back home. Friday, I was preparing for, and I saw that the burden is lifted. And I, I, I could sense, and I never heard anything. Because sometimes, eh, if you pray, the negative will not happen. But if you don't pray, the negative will happen. Then you know the dangers of being prayerless. Get close to some people. Come on people's prayer altar. There are certain people when God gives you to them as a relationship, don't let the devil break it. No. I have some people in life, eh? Mommy, I will not permit the devil to separate me from them. I cannot afford that one day I can't call them. It's a satanic plan. You have been programmed. You will not know the effect in about that. You must have sure the effect. You might not even know your suffering is as a result of that mistake. That is why I said one of the greatest sins is the sin of dishonor. Any failure is connected to somebody you dishonor. Ha! Sir, your ministry can bring you all kinds of crises and trials and tests. I had a test in a certain level of my ministry. And when I went to God, the Lord said, Listen, Whatever crowd you command, I brought them to you. The only thing you have to pass in this particular test, keep your father. And the Lord showed me a principle. Don't call people your father or papa and later they become your enemy. Because there is a certain authority by laying of hands they have on you. So the Lord said, your greatest challenge is humility to make sure whoever is angry with you or offended, you keep it. And I passed the test. It was not an easy test, but I passed it. No, people don't understand. Yeah, there are laws in the realms of the spirit too. No, 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 there are laws there. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Absalom sinned against David. David, Absalom, eh? You must be anointed before you sit. That chair, you must be anointed before you sit. Agatha, this chest, eh? And these two chairs, plus all the chairs here, they are not the same. Yes, yes. They are not the same. I Akonyana Asalam Kotrasun. Saul sat on it. David came to sit on it. He drove his father to the bush. The father forgave him, but the throne did not. It's beyond the person you are dealing with. The, the battle is beyond you. Some, some fighter, a rabbit and a lion battle. I mean, you, you, you have to be ignorant to get there. No. I'm telling you. Don't ever do that. If you are in a church and you don't like the church for any reason you want to live, don't live with chaos. 
Don't live on your Mayaka. You should be able to live in a place that you once while you can go there. Or when you meet the people. Don't, don't live in a place and not know be Ayaka. No. No. Hallelujah. <laughs> My spiritual father, there is no important thing in his life that you invite me. No, 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 no. You even call me. One day, it was birthday, I was there. When I got there, he has invited a preacher. I told him, and I want you to preach. I begged myself, Papa, no. Papa, you invited me. To come and preach. And I convinced him that let, let, the, let the great man, your friend, preach. But in the beginning, the devil wanted to bring enmity. Most of the things you are looking at your feeling, is beyond your failure. Satan is trying to plan something before you enter your destiny. And when you enter your destiny, you use it against you. If David killed Saul, Absalom could have killed David. That's the bottom line. No. If David killed Saul, Absalom could have killed what? David. I'm telling you. Drove him to the bush. So don't. Where people are, you are dishonored, and one day you'll be there. Oh. Okay. The way you are using tricks and funny, funny things, dishonor can be very dangerous. What brought the devil down from heaven to earth is dishonor. Let me show you the devil's work. The devil was the one who was leading all the angels to worship God. She was doing that. God built instruments in the guy, and he was like leading all the angels. So he took worship from the angels and sent it to God. At a certain point, he felt like that honor should be given to him. Or he to he deserved to be worshipped. That is what happened to the devil. She felt like and then I won't quite be a worship I mean so. Amen. Lucifer observed God receiving great honor and suddenly pride entered him. And he felt like me too. I have to be honored. Be careful the way you envy people for what they have. Now, the one that created you and gave you a responsibility and assignment, the creation wants to share what the creator has. Life is a mystery. The first coup d'etat in the universe was done by a choir master. There were soldiers there. A choir master went to do coup. You have never thought about it. You have never thought about it. Three archangels. Michael was in charge of the military. Gabriel, information. Lucifer, qua. But because of his position, he was quite close to God. Because of the tendency of worship. She was very close to God. And by the time he misbe- You know, I told you yesterday also, I said that, I came and said, why didn't, I said, Lord, why didn't you give him a second chance? Have you ever thought about it? Why God, in the book of Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 7 to 9, listen to what the Bible said about Lucifer. It continued to be a mystery to me. How could, how the devil could become a devil without a devil to influence him? Agatha. How the devil became a devil without a devil influencing him. At the time he fell, there was no devil in heaven. Check your heart well. Check your heart. 
Check your heart. Time will reveal intentions. Check your heart. It's just a matter of time. That's what I'm teaching what I'm teaching. Time will reveal the reason why you enter that relationship. Time will reveal. If you love the girl because she was slim, God will make sure you put on weight. There is no anti-slimming message or antidote that will help. Because your intentions must be revealed. Time is a revealer of intention. As the days are going by, we will find the reason why you took that decision. And there was war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels and the dragon fought and his angels. Watch this. Huh? And prevail not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. I saw something. There's a pastor in Ghana. He's a bishop. He's a father. He did something on a video that some two people came to him to marry. The girl was fat. Very big girl. The guy was slim. The pastor said, listen, I've been doing this for more than 30 years. Do you like the girl? Are you sure you're ready to marry her? He said, have you watched her very well? And he said, listen, I don't want you to come back after two years and tell me that you should slim down. What you see, that is what it is. No! I, uh, if, you, if you check the way I selected my emails, eh, one of the greater part is women. Even yesterday, today I was reading one of them. Maybe he's listening to me. She married Joined the guy in America. He said right from the airport is where the, the fight started. Now, look at the danger. They are sitting in the room. The husband who left, leave her. He doesn't touch the woman, but by the time he comes, he's watching pornography. He sent me the mail. If I say I'm reading it, it's another sermon. The things he said the man does, I said, did you know all these things before you marry do you know the problem with most of my daughters here? You have this mind of marrying the man and changing him. Now, who cry, I'm here change you. Whoa, I'm here change you. I thought about it when they sent me the mail. I said, were you blind? A man, no matter how he hides his character, he can't hide all this. You walk into the marriage with your eyes open, knowing that this guy is not a child of God. But you have to marry to prove a point. And the point you are proving it. No. You shall know them by their fruit. He doesn't come to church on Sunday. He doesn't speak in tongues. He doesn't come to a program with you. When I'm telling you, I'm telling you that. Find a woman in the place where you are. Maybe you're more buttons on me fasting. Find back This is where you are speaking in tongues. Find them. Find them. So that after you marry them, you and them will continue the prayer. Don't import something from, from Elang and bring it here. Find them. Because you want to go to abroad, you don't know the guy, you don't know, you have never met him, you just see, how do you marry somebody on a portrait picture? Have you noticed that this guy does not send a full picture to you? Every time he said, whether you look like he or me, that is what you want to marry. 
the person has a big stomach. I mean, people have married people and they, they, all they know is this your phone conversation. Marriage is beyond that too. You finish engagement, pine walk with anything. What does I see? I must see. I say, I first and I say, I never see Antonio and Tofu from her. Why never does I say, it's gone. That's what it is. No, you think the things you are preaching, people are listening. So don't deceive yourself. If people listen and obey 20% of the things I preach, they will never be in trouble. Walk into things with their eyes open. This boy is not a Christian. He never come to church. He never come to program. Sunday he's going to drink eat your safi, and then he's drinking gin and castor bread. And you are going to marry. And you think when you marry, he's going to be an angel. Hey, my wife married me as a pastor. I've never been a fetish priest. Never. I've continued. Never backslided once. It's difficult to bring a fetish priest and turn him to be a pastor. But it will be difficult to turn a pastor to become a fetish priest. Never. Met me in church. I've never departed from church. From the day he met me in church, I have to do I'm in church. I am in church all my life than anywhere else. When I go to heaven, God check where I spend a lot of time to be in church. Amen. Don't dishonor your own self. Don't just think that the marriage is for now. It's for the future. Hey, what you are saying I do, look at the next 50 years. Will this guy love me 50 years to come? Will this woman submit to me 20 years to come? There are frictions in marriage. There are confusions and misunderstandings in marriage. The difference is the difference in it is those with a broken heart. They make a mistake. They repent. They change. They say, I'm sorry. There are some with unrepentant hearts. But that is the one you want to marry. I'm parking the car. I will fear him. You will be music. Yes, so. Vendor, a friend, is saying, Passat, tre, tum, cha, cha, cuckoo, caca. Tum papa. Now what I said that track and one man nine so they are two. That's bothersome. Mammy, 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 mammy envelope, mammy envelope. Now we craft fun. Oh nine that does bother. Now guess oh you know any legends be any t-shirt be at one power has back on a way animal boy. Jesus. People meet you. Good morning, sister. Excuse me, are you talking to me? Yes, what do you say you want? Um, I wanted to see uh, where you are. Uh, please, I have seen them. Please, I'm, I'm busy. Please, excuse me. Church here, now the next time, now I question another car, and no Kojipa says, and can't buy. I just know Kojipa saw better car, no big draw, Tim Tata, Tim. Now, what now? What about your champion in the area? Everybody knows how you special cars visit you. 
Now they are bad. You have never looked at 20 years to come. Let me tell you something. The people that have real money, they don't want people even to know. If you come to Potter, some of the millionaires here, they are very unassuming. If you look at them, they are down to earth. They are always hiding. So the Shodiatic boys, they have nothing. Music in our canoe, amplifier, yet You can get some at a bosso kind. Speaker near the boot, I saw the video, I say, and I go follow the speaker. The team tata to two to two team now now this is another problem with them also for when they become born again they come to church they see all the guys in the church as not qualified because their car doesn't have team tata and so they are working in the church their eyes are high 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 they dishonor everybody I told you yesterday it may look like what you look now, but you can't tell how you look tomorrow. If you learn how to honor, you have married long time. Amen? Let me show you this thing about dishonor. Write it down, and then I'm closing. Hmm. Dishonor. Tell somebody dishonor. And he prevailed not. Neither was their face anymore found in heaven. I like this one. Hey! Hmm. Neither... And the great dragon was cast down, the old serpent, called the devil. Now, this cast down, Jesus said it in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 to 19, that beheld Satan fall like lightning. It will misbehave, you know. Eh? The way they drop him down, it's like lightning. You, you don't go to God and go and misbehave there. God is not a toy. He has another side, it's a consuming fire. Ka! The devil was down. Do you know lightning? Light travels faster than sound. So you see, when there is about to rain, you hear the lightning before the boo 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 follows. Ta! Satan was down. I will call it in the trinking of an eye. Oh, no If you dishonor, you come down. Every dishonor brings you down. You can never go up with the spirit of dishonor. It can never happen. Let me give you this one. Huh. God refused another minute of mentorship with the devil. He refused a second chance. He didn't give him another chance. I say, why didn't you give him another chance? God, God did not even think he was worthy of a conversation about why, I'm sorry, forgive me, give me a second chance. God never thought about that one. Today I thought about it. Yesterday I said it. God didn't give the devil a second chance. He didn't even engage a conversation with him. He threw him down like lightning. Listen, no country can go to war without a president's signature. So Michael cannot fight without God's order. So God empower Michael. Go. I, I can say, help, help. Move from Michael, mommy. What's going on here? That guy, throw him down. And do it. If you let three seconds pass, you two, you are fired. Kaka came. He was on the ground. With one third of the angels, everybody came down. Dishonor will bring you down. Now, I wrote something here. God didn't give the devil a second chance because dishonor disqualifies. Write it down. 
Number two, dishonor is contagious. Those who honor you qualify for your difference in relationship. I didn't give it to you. A closer relationship. Did you write that one? A gracious relationship. Did you write that one? A glory relationship with you. Did you write that one? And a long-term relationship. All those who honor you, they deserve a closer relationship with you. So if anybody honors you, they can have access to your bedroom. There are some people in this church, I can walk to their bedroom. Hmm? When I go to their house, I walk there. I'm privileged. There are times I go to Borga to go and preach. I'm privileged to go. I'll sit with Pastor Papsa Yusuf in his bedroom. Sometimes it takes me around. You know? These are my walking closer. This are my things are that. And sometimes I'm sitting on his bed and we are talking. I'm telling you the truth. I'm saying it on air. Yeah. It's a privilege. People who honor you, they, they deserve a closer relationship. They deserve a gracious relationship. They deserve a long-term relationship. So when people honor you, travel with them for long. Long-term. Contrary to those who dishonor. That is why, show me a marriage that is traveling on a smooth road. There is a spirit of honor. I'm ending. They qualify for a close relationship. They deserve, number one, a what? A closer relationship. A, a gracious relationship. A growing relationship. It means that when people honor you, the relationship grows from one level to the other. Because I was starting. When I, when I knew Papa Isu, I couldn't go. To, but we have grown such a way that now, yeah, over time, dishonor cannot let relationship travel. Please go back for self examination and find out somebody who have dishonored. Have I given the, the dishonor ones to you? What was the first one you wrote today? Huh? Dishonor disqualifies. Is that right? That's why Lucifer came there. Dishonor what? It's contagious. Everybody say dishonor is contagious. That means that if perceived sin is your friend and he dishonor people, when you get close to him, you will start dishonoring people. So don't walk with anybody that dishonor others. You pick the spirit. Show me your friends. I can predict your future. Is it not written in your Bible that he that walks with the wise shall be wise? A company of fools shall be destroyed. So the guy was a fool, but he got to the company of wise, but he became wise. Dishonor is contagious. You go to any place, people are gossiping, and you get around them, you start gossiping right now. You don't have a choice. What was I getting about? Sorry, no. No, I'm afraid. Who is again? I thought you know about sorry. Now it's what started. Mission I'm a dream home. Contagious. People come to people's wedding. I said, would you try it through? Your point of friend. Every blah 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 wedding girl. Who said to cheer? I found bay. Wow, wedding girl to chawaware. Look at someone and say, dishonor is contagious. That is why it is easy to come to church. Right? I have seen people come to church, they were Christians. 
they were on the right path. Give me a wave. Let me say this for you to hear. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Wave your hands. Let me see. Now shine your eyes. Look at me. I'm ending. I saw people come to church. They were nice, lovely. They were givers. They love God. They came to serve God until they make friends in the church. Do you know something? Those who destroy church, they never leave the church. But they send many people away. And they, they will meet Jesus. Dishonor is contagious. Right, the next one. Dishonor destroys. Be careful with your friend in church. They can be pastors. Be careful. The way we live our life, eh, you can be in a church. When the church is marked for blessing, eh, you can easily, if you don't have a good time, you can easily be envious. You can walk. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you can easily go into that. I was serving my father building power. He told me something I've never seen. Anna, there is a grace you carry. It looks like it's very uncommon. When the papa came here, we were just about to go and preach. <laughs> we were walking. Uh, he told his father, I'm not surprised about this guy. As for you, I won't call it anointing. I will even call it, I call it unexplainable grace. The person who sent, the pastor who sent me a message yesterday said, I was watching that you're crossing line. I conclude that you are a mystery. There is no accidental blessing in the kingdom. What you see people carry, they labor for. Mommy, potency, eh? thank God for grace. But the amount of price that has gone in prayer, fasting, extreme discipline. Look at the parallel. It was not parallel in the Old Testament. Everything written uh, was a shadow of things to come. Watch this. Are you with me? Everything written was a shadow of things to come. Watch this. Strike the rock. Moses strike the rock. In the Old Testament, Jesus is crucified at the cross. Now, to strike the rock second time is you want to crucify second time. So after crucifixion, speak. So the reason God didn't forgive Moses and permit him to go to the promised land is that he crucified Christ twice. It is the only thing in the Bible that doesn't have a parallel between the old and the new. Because Christ will not be crucified twice. So you strike the first one, second. But even Moses, who went to talk to God face to face, make mistake. My grandmother used to say something. The one that fetch water is the one that break pot. If you do nothing, hear this. If you do nothing, nobody will find fault with you. But we are always doing something. Stop mathematical. You need a higher order. Even the things eh, God will need. I've said something about kingdom. It's availability. As for God, he's always looking for people to use. But the problem is who is available. So God find people who are available and use them to rescue others. That's what I told you yesterday that a prophetic word will come and then there is a search party that begins to search who can be available to cause the fulfillment. When Elisha said tomorrow by this time, when God said party move, it found four lepers. Dishonor exposes a deceiver. Don't forget, honor is a decision. 
Honor is a seed. And honor is a law. Honor is a decision. Honor is a seed. Honor is a law. Agatha. So when you honor somebody, you have sown seed. One day you'll be honored. Amen. You remember. Grace to honor those you need to honor. From today, pray for grace to honor. The sin of dishonor is one of the greatest sin you ever see. Every failure can be traced to dishonor. Every success can be traced to whoever you honor. May you never dishonor people you must honor. Amen. May you never dishonor people you must honor. Amen. No matter their fault and their mistakes, remember what God has used to be a blessing into your life. Honor your parents. Honor your father and your mother. If you are here and you have a struggle with your parents, go and patch it up. Work on it. Work on it. You are not the only person your father didn't take care of you. It's not something you have to even complain about. If your father took care of you, you won't be where you are. If, if he didn't take care of you, give God the opportunity to take care of you. Look at how glorious you are. Please. Get out of the spirit of dishonor. Amen. Get out of the spirit of dishonor. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. I declare God's blessing over your life. I pray for you that anointing to honor people you must honor. Today we are going to take a communion and I call it power communion to secure every blessing we have received after we cross the line. I want you to know that you are not in Egypt. You are on the other side. And the other side is full of testimonies and blessings. Hey, hey, hey. Do you say you are blessed? You haven't seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Don't call this one a blessing. You You just started. You are going somewhere. If your enemies are envious about this, then they should get ready. They cannot handle where you are going. Amen. This is just the beginning. Amen. I said the best is yet to come. Amen. All of them were summarized in one thing. Where are we now, Lord, as a church? He said, we are in the golden age of the church. Powerful. Some of you are about to do mind-blowing projects. Hey, your amen is weak. Oh. Estate developers. Amen. Owners of filling stations. Amen. <laughs> Lift your two hands and thank the Lord for His grace. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Veld Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.